0: the year is 2005. I'm Dave. I'm Zach. And this is my marvelous year.
1: Hello, and welcome to my Marvelous Year, Comic Book Reading Club, where we go through the best of Marvel comics from its origins to today. I'm Zach, your comic book. Hmm. 2005. I think I've evolved even further. Um, Sounds like you just took a big puff of something. <laughs> like a big. In I think I'm a comic book. Hmm. Uh. Baron. Com- the comic book Baron. And, uh. I'm joined today by Dave Busing. You have had no children. That's true. <laughs> that's as true. far as I know. You're Very childless. Uh, <laughs> that's what I mean. i um, joined by Dave Busing. Uh, what are you? Founder and CEO of Comic Book Herald. And uh, Dave, Dave keeps thinking that he can say as many slurs as he wants as long as he looks. <laughs> please, please stop. <laughs> as long as he looks directly in the camera afterwards and goes, "Oh, what a revolting development." <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah,
1: it
0: is. Listen, I think this. Uh, progression in my life is in fact a revolting development <laughs> uh, i had this problem actually yesterday on a youtube live stream zach on the comic book herald channel where you just um, <laughs> couldn't stop saying slurs. Uh, so a, a new a new alpha flight number one came out mm, I, which i will in the of. in yeah. the year 2023 and people were begging me to talk about it. And then actually a few commenters in the live stream said, please review it in your Zach voice. Yeah, hell yeah. The assumption that I have a Zach voice. Yeah, I don't know what that would be. Because, <laughs> because we've recorded so many. I have not done this before, as far as I know. <laughs> a Zach voice. Yeah. So I yeah. tried. I tried. Oh, okay. And I did do it's... it. But, but Zach, in the process of <laughs> annihilating Alpha Flight, mm-hmm. I'm not proud of how many slurs I used. <laughs> I, I'm not I... proud... Of how many Canadian digs I took. The, so I, I joked about this to you yesterday. So, first off, just this is a, this is a horrible bit. I hate it. <laughs> slurs are not good. No, no. It's, but it's second.
1: There's there's a, there's a context for it in the comics. You yeah, know what yeah. would have so been, like, you know been actually more accurate is if uh, I said that you kept saying slurs and then you, either your child or your pet kept looking into the camera and saying, like, Yeah, yeah, and they're just write an angry letter. Here's David's address.
2: Okay. The the
0: thing with Alpha Flight is what's weird is on the CBH live streams, folks don't know about the back and forth that that you and I have on my Marvelous Year about me hating Alpha Flight and you loving it, right? Mm -hmm. So when I just come out and I'm like, (laughs) this is garbage, zero out of ten, people are like, wow, this guy really hates Canada. (laughs) I just sound really weirdly nationalistic against the entire the entire uh, nation of canada which i have to say having been there once great time okay i um, <laughs> had a great time in canada
1: <laughs> i want to talk about the self-flight number one for a second yeah uh the cover looks good looks like a throwback to john burns original cover <laughs> so, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th- my review is pretty close to you so. <laughs> the um there's a there's like the the OG lineup is here or at least a good chunk of them, but then there's a bunch of people in the background. And I do want you to tell me who some of these people are. It looks kind of like uh, Doorman from Great Lake Avengers, but with like a, <laughs> yeah yeah very similar. That is
0: Nemesis. Okay, actually, who I don't know a lot about Nemesis, but if it turns out that they are actually just Doorman evolved, I would not be surprised.
1: There's I think that's Aurora and North Star. Um, Just kind of anonymous man and woman. And then there's what looks like a white guy with a Black Panther getup. Like, he looks like he's got the Black Panther fangs around his neck, but it does look like a white man. Um, That would
0: be Fang. Is he a white man, or is that The artist formerly known as Ken. Zach, you don't know about Ken yet, so I'm not going to tell you anything about that.
1: Oh, he's a white guy. Okay. Well, he's kind of a wolf guy. Also Canadian. Hmm. Also Canadian. Okay. Anyway, uh we'll be reading this. It, and also a sex pass. Did you actually Okay, right. <laughs> Did you actually read uh Elflight number 1? I did. Oh, okay. I did.
0: How was it? Yeah, yeah. So so for folks who want to hear both my commentary and my Zach voice. Yeah. Um yeah, well I don't want to hear that. I'm sure live. it's rude.
1: I'm positive
0: it's rude. It's not nice like I immediately was kind of like <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I immediately was kind of like, that was fun and people are enjoying this, but I do, I like, I had, to, I immediately had to come chat you and be like, I did this thing. <laughs> and I just need to you be to be clear know. when you chatted me,
1: you didn't say like, hey, I did a really kind of mean, bullying, rude voice. You were just like, I don't even think you said you did it. I think you just said that people asked you to. I yeah.
0: I, listen, as apologies go, it was not the best. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. um I I don't, I, feel, I think I forgive the, you. Con- I forgive. the content. Mm-hmm. is good mm. and not super bullying i think my my actual attempt to do your voice will not come across well well
1: to be fair i, I mean when <laughs> that's I, hard to do yeah when i when i try to mimic your voice it is also just
0: kind of a like <laughs> deep dumb guy voice <laughs> it is yes it is a it is a parody yeah um and it is a caricature mm. so i think th- with that in mind under the the rules of parody and satire I think you'll understand that there is no ill <laughs> intent. But I have to okay. Yes. <laughs> All, right. All
1: right, we're not talking about any of that this week. We're well, hang about... on, hang on. What oh, I wanted to say is okay, for people going, listening
0: to this, yeah. being like, where can I find this thing? Oh, yeah, please. Comic Hero S- Live on YouTube. Uh, it's the week of August 16th, 2023. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like it's going to be like minute 42 or something in All the right, stream. All right? Up. So plug, plug, plug. Oh, should not have... Oh, shoot. Now I told Zach where it is. That... Oh, dang it. <laughs> I did not want to have done that.
1: Let's see here. I'm just... <laughs> Oh, you cannot God. live okay. listen I, I to don't, this live stream. But um But <laughs> let's talk about the comics of 2005. Yeah, I guess. Okay. You, you have an episode here, all new. Okay, so this is, <laughs> this is what is somewhat interesting to me. Um, reading through these comics thinking, oh, well, maybe Dave, you know, these are holdovers. I, I kind of bet Dave is... I, I'm not... I'm not really on board with any of these comics. I'm not a full on hater, but I don't love them. And none
0: of the comics we read today. Fantastic Four is okay. The other one uh, uh, by Wade and Raringo. We'll
1: we'll talk about it, but like they all seem stuff that norm, except for maybe. I guess Fantastic Four seems big because it's a big deal, but it's not. I didn't think they were like great issues. But anyway, okay. Wait, wait. Hold on. Mm -hmm. My point being, I kind of felt like this all felt like bonus round stuff. On the spreadsheet, you've got a bunch of stuff under bonus round, which is just like hey, you know what, yeah. just, like, check this out if you're interested. It's out there. It's not bad, but it, like, didn't quite make the cut. It all kind of felt like yeah. that. And I noticed you added all this new for this round of the list. They're all yeah, new, Yeah, yeah, huh? none
0: of these are on the original yeah. 2005 list, which I, I'm noticing now as well. Listen, I it's even... a weird choice to kick off 2005. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> like, no, I, generally, when I'm putting the list together for the pod, I do try to think a little bit, about like oh we're starting off a new year like what kind of sets the tone or tenor for the year I don't I don't follow that very strictly I th- I don't think um you know usually we kind of like Avengers Disassembled for example is like part 3 of 2004 mm-hmm. right like the the parts are not ordered in terms of like impact or continuity or anything like that Clearly because the um, most
1: important episode of 2004 the since past episode uh was the last one right we ended with the best so
0: yeah, which I, I mean, listen, let's just let's just air out all our dirty laundry here. I thought that's what we were going to be recording today. That was kind of the <laughs> original plan. Yeah. So I have been roasting sins past all week. In tar- okay. in his head, <laughs> to be clear, not on in a podcast. In my head, yeah. because we did not actually... So we haven't record.
1: actually talked about sins past, even though that episode has already come out. That episode
0: <clears throat> will have come out by the time you people will
1: know that uh, I was victorious. In the the <laughs> battle over the soul of sin's past,
0: um, yeah. Anyway, it's even worse yeah. than I remembered. Speaking of yeah. worse than I remembered, yeah. yeah. Okay, we do have two dance lot here. <laughs> you chose here to put these in here that recently. I chose to put on. <laughs> I did, and I I think there's there's an interesting thing happening for me, which is sort. There was a you know coming to these comics late as I did, mm-hmm. and doing the read through the first time. There was sort of a contextual pleasure to comics that were, like, goofy. You know, so uh, JLA, Great Lakes Avengers, Mm -hmm. a Dan Slott mini in here, right? Um, Cable and Deadpool, which we talked about in 2004. There was a certain affinity I had for those by nature of their contrast to basically everything I read around them. You know what I mean? So when you're doing the chronological read the first time through, Mm -hmm. they're... They're having fun in a way that comics often are not. Not only in this era, but in previous eras as well, right? Um, We've talked about this before, but Marvel Comics, you know, has a pretty hard time with comedy. Mm -hmm. You know, you have lighter fare, like a Dwayne McDuffie-led damage control in the late 80s. But I think this is actually something I was thinking about with Spider-Man recently, and it comes up in Spider-Man Human Torch. Dan Slott is Spider-Man funny, okay? (laughs) And Spider Man funny yeah. does not make you laugh out loud. No. Spider Man funny is kind of like charismatic, you know, it's fun to be around. It's like hanging out with like your favorite cousin. It's like someone who makes you feel comfortable. You're smiling. You're having okay. a good time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? But it's not actually laugh out loud funny. Sure. You know? Well there's not- and I think that's been that's been true for the history of Spider Man. Right, Stanley Spider Man is not actually funny. But he's joking and charming, and and that often stands out against the angst, not only within Spider-Man comics, you know, on the other side of the coin, but just in the in the rest of the Marvel universe. You know what I mean? Dan Slott writes Spider-Man funny. He doesn't really have like big laugh-out-loud comedy. I think Fabian Nicieza, you know, I'm I'm more pro Cable and Deadpool. I think he can hit more on the comedy side than Slot. Slot writes really good-natured, often entertaining, but but the jokes generally fall flat.
1: What do you think about that? Well, I think calling them jokes is <laughs> generous.
2: <laughs> that, <laughs> okay, so it seems like... Yeah. No,
1: I, I, don't, I don't mean... I mean, I mean that in a somewhat rude way, but I mean that in a literal way where I think he doesn't write jokes, he writes one-liners, right? And I think that is, like, for me, a big failing of, co- like, superhero comedy in comics. Yeah, yeah. Is that there is not often, like... Jokes. It's and... your
0: It's your Deadpool, uh, you know. Yeah, music, I think, right. Like, right? It's like... Jo-
1: John Byrne in She-Hulk, which is still, I think, the height of, like, Marvel comedy for me, would do, which like, is... situational. I mean, I really, I don't know what else, like, stacks up against, you know, the best of those, like, early She-Hulk issues for, like, comedy for making me laugh. But those are both, like, situations and, you know, like, funny one-liners, but also, like, jokes. Like, he has a lot of jokes in there with visual comedy and situational comedy and build up and payoff.
0: whereas this a lot of metatextual awareness too yeah. around what is expected of the medium yeah you know and kind of defying that um yeah those are those early she-hulks are good i mean that's a great reference point here too because this era of dan slot or er, coming onto the scene pulled in by tom brevoort executive editor at marvel you know circa 2004 on she-hulk now doing jail uh gla um He's running with John Byrne concepts,
2: Mm, mm -hmm.
0: right? Like, he's running with the John Byrne Jen Walters. Oh, yeah. He's running with the Great Lakes Avengers, which is a John Byrne from from West Coast Avengers. Um, So definitely inspired by by those works, right? Trying to tap into what those were and then sort of modernize and do in his own way for the 2000s. Mm. Um, It's not... I guess that's my thing about including these uh, is, like, I think for some readers... They're going to feel fresher yeah. in the context of what's around them, um, having already gone through it. And, def- and, and uh, you know, again, too, it is that thing of, like, you know, it was almost 20 years ago, right? So, like, I don't know. Would these have seemed funnier in 2005? Probably a little. You Maybe. Know? Pe- people um, still
1: understood jokes in 2005, <laughs> people had people seen jokes people were before. just simpler back then <laughs> anything <laughs> would make a simpleton from 2005 left i i it, to be clear like you know the cable and deadpool comics if you listen to that episode i couldn't finish those right i like i ended up skimming i didn't skim
0: these i read these they well, the stuff a... i liked was not the comedy it was the it was the thinking and kind of <sighs> yeah i cable don't it's a utopia
1: yeah we'll, we'll talk about that I, I did laugh a few no, times. No, we don't need to. But... We already did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we already covered it. Um, oh, so, all I, right.
0: I yes. Guess, let's sorry, Let's just finish sorry. this then. Let's start with GLA. So yeah, okay. On the on the spreadsheet today, which you can find in the show notes, and of course, you can subscribe over to patreon.com slash Year if you want access to the full spreadsheet. We read Fantastic Four, 520 to 523. I don't know why I didn't include 524. Yeah, I mean, you, just thought, was, the actual I was, last you
1: know, year I'm just right. going to actually switch that on the spreadsheet right now for everyone else. Just, just do <laughs> it. Because I read it's it too. Good. I was like... It's got one more issue till the, the entire run's yeah. wrapped up, yeah. And it's a good yeah. last issue. Yeah,
0: um, we got Spider-Man, Human Torch, written uh, miniseries written by Dan Slott, and then uh, GLA, the Great Lakes Avengers, four issue. Let's start with Great Lakes Avengers since we're already talking about it. Um, Great Lakes Avengers again, a John Byrne concept from West Coast Avengers. It is as it sounds. It's a bunch of like oddball kind of reject heroes trying to form their own branch of Avengers in the Midwest, you know, primarily out of Milwaukee, it seems like. Um, So you have Immortal Man, Flat Man, Doorman, Big Bertha, and here we get Squirrel Girl actually joining the team, which will probably be of most interest to anyone who kind of knows where Marvel Comics have gone. Mm -hmm. Um, It's four issues. It's about, you know, the, uh, the concept is better than the execution, right? The concept is a team of nobody heroes who, pr- pr- like, are pretty bad at being Avengers but want to lay this claim to Milwaukee because all the heroes live in New York, you know? Um, well,
1: I do like that they are affected by Avengers Disassembled, <laughs> where Disassembled yeah, happens yeah. and they reference they it an and they're like, yeah. we can be the Avengers now. We can just be the Avengers. Like, they're gone. Um, Them them wanting to step up is cute. It's a good reason yes. to, like, kick this off, yeah.
0: Yeah, and it's it's a it's a book that is, you know, it's trying, it's a comedy, right? I mean, I I don't think there's any way around it. And I think that's the challenge we're having here in discussing it is like, okay, it's a comedy, but it's not funny. (laughs) Well, to be fair, like that's a critique. I'm
1: sure I'm positive. We're going to have people who read this and are listening to this who are like, what are you guys talking about? This was plenty fun. So like, it is, it's it's subjective. It's to your taste. I I get, you know, if someone likes this, I'm not like, what? Like, how did you find this funny? Like, yeah, it's, it's, kind of cute it's lightweight
0: yeah and like and slot is you know the way he's he's using the form you know a little bit differently a little metatextually he's got one of squirrel girls squirrels named monkey joe is kind of providing this looney tunes-esque like sort of winking commentary often throughout the books i think it's terrible i hate it Um, so
1: much i hate that part because it's just this weird way of him being like look, I'm going to do some edgy stuff here, but I'm also going to, like, I don't know, backpedal on it or at least try to, like, like it seems like makeup... Sometimes it feels jokey and just like, can you believe this guy? But sometimes it actually feels like he's trying to provide cover for himself for making a joke that he thinks might cross the line. And so, yeah. like, if they're, if they're making fun of how over the line the joke is, then you can't really get mad at it. Specifically that Big Bertha bulimia one, which is... Would that be better without the, like, the weird backhand apology on the same page as the <laughs> the joke? No. Like, I I couldn't. <laughs> I was, be like, this irritate. Like, the fact that, you know, so the the thing is that they show that Big Bertha, when she transforms from Big Bertha back to her civilian identity, which is, like, a very thin supermodel, she pukes and she goes into a bathroom stall and throws it all up. And uh, it's pretty off-color. And they, like, set you up to be like, ugh. You know, this comic's got some real inappropriate stuff, especially on page three when you find out what happens with Big Bertha. And then on the page, Monkey Joe is like, bulimia is never funny. Like, on the same page that he's making, like, a really childish bulimia joke. That irritated me so much. (laughs) The, like, not just even having the courage of your convictions with that joke. Not that I think it would work, but, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: I actually don't. I actually don't dislike that, I will say, um... Like I said, like the jokes itself generally do not work for me. But I actually, I think the, because I I, I don't think that Slot is like being very serious. I don't think he's being very genuinely serious. I mean, I think he's kind of trying to like, he's kind of trying to like tease the outrage a little bit Mm -hmm. with those comments. Because there's another moment of that too, you know, about like suicide or something like that. And it's kind of like, it's kind of using Monkey Joe to sort of tease like, hey, you're probably offended about this. And we know this isn't funny, but really he thinks it's funny. That's why he wrote the joke in the first place. Um, there's a there's a world <laughs> where someone has executed something like that, and I think it works. It's yeah. not that it has, um, I I like these characters, yeah. and I like this approach. You know, I, I want to say. Um, you know, that's why I included it. Like, I I remember thinking like, I because I, I really like superheroes or villains who are bad at what they do. Like, just as a concept in the Marvel universe, you know, the superior foes of Spider Man well common we've seen a little bit of that actually already um but just the the idea of like these characters who just kind of stink at what they do um you know and become these kind of running gags and then playing that out i think can be very fun right uh, i think as an idea i'm into it i like like flatman and doorman's relationship here is like mildly interesting i think big bertha is kind of like a super untapped great character at marvel potentially <laughs> like i feel like she's often underserved um besides these, that i actually don't stories. have
1: too much of a problem with the rest of her portrayal some of the supermodel stuff is a little yeah like eye rolling but
0: uh yeah that's the only part i think you i don't actually be the, the whole... lead generally yeah, in okay. a, G- a gla story and she like instead more than mr Slot, immortal like, really hones in on mr immortal mm-hmm. who's this character who has the name suggests cannot die um but so of course you know He's going to experience, you know, as many excruciating deaths as possible because he always comes back. He ties in this whole, like, cosmic backstory about this death urge that has been, you know, tormenting Mr. Immortal and, and killing everyone or taking everyone he cares about. You know, basically just a cosmic death figure in Mr. Immortal's life. Um, that stuff doesn't work at all for me. Uh, it's I, I would much rather have a GLA that, like, was just like, okay, what's <laughs> what's the hook here? Mm superheroes who are bad at this let's focus on that it's, it's kind of strange because <laughs> I,
1: I think um the situational issue by issue like case of the week kind of thing that he does in she-hulk would suit this comic better than what he's doing here in this comic because i actually think that stuff works okay like yeah not in love with she-hulk his she-hulk stuff but like i think you know just i think the up, she-hulk works
0: like, a lot better than the, i mean i yeah. think I can't remember exactly how we talked about it, but I think there was a, a general positivity.
1: Yeah, I, I had a, a mild positivity with that one. And, and this reading this, like, his Spider-Man Human Torch, I just kept thinking, like, well, you know what? Like, I don't want to judge him too much because miniseries are really tough. It's really hard to get something rolling here. And so, like... That's true. I, I do want to, like, reserve judgment, especially on his Spider-Man, which I know he writes for ever right like and he's coming back to it isn't he about to like start up on spider-man again
0: yeah yeah we'll so, we'll like, come back to that here in a sec I, yeah just to put yeah, a please. Yeah. on great lakes avengers um you get the addition of squirrel girl to the team mm-hmm. for folks who know the squirrel girl of the 2010s who kind of became this like underground shock hit for marvel in the ryan north and erica henderson written series this character is going to take several laps before she gets there <laughs> Yeah. <okay. laughs> just so you know um i i expected to think like oh man slot did some weird stuff with squirrel girl that like you know is is like really at odds with what she became i actually don't think it's especially bad it's kind of fine it really plays into the steve ditko you know creation of this character <laughs> i was about to make 90s. the joke of like yeah, it Slott. is definitely
1: Slot can be funny, but he's no Steve Ditko.
0: <laughs> yeah, right, <Yeah. laughs> Mister A plus comedy. Um, uh, Slot like definitely, you know, he's he's teasing constantly the idea that Squirrel Girl's power is she can talk to squirrels. But like that is funny. That's goofy as heck. <laughs> like that's not <laughs> that's not something North and Henderson don't play with, right? Um, the amount of panels that are just Squirrel Girl <laughs> shouting cuck cuck cuck. <laughs> Definitely tickles me in a way that wasn't intended oh, at the time. I get the, um, I get that yelled to, at me some when I on the street all the time. <laughs> right, I hear that all the time, and I'm like, "Where are the squirrels? I don't see them."
2: Um, <laughs> oh, <big> but uh, <laughs>
1: every time someone just I go out and someone keeps the teenagers all yell "cuck cuck cuck" at cuck, me. I'm cuck, like, cuck. "They must be big squirrel girl fans."
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, but they listen to the pod. How cool! How cool! We're little celebs. Um, yeah. So I I actually. I'm fine with the Squirrel Girl stuff. Yeah, here. she's she doesn't do an it, enthusiastic yeah. member of the team. Um, I like, I like the joke know. of um,
1: she's being unconvinced to help them with the big like cosmic plot, like Maelstrom is going to destroy the world or whatever at the end, and she's like, I don't want to be involved, and they're like you know what happens if the world gets destroyed all the squirrels are destroyed <laughs> she's like oh my god back, you're right yeah. <laughs> yeah you know what good, and like
0: obviously we're point. being hard on the comedy that's a funny bit oh there's a um, I'll, I'll mention bat rock like. bat rock being furious or like shocked to his soul that someone outleaped him is a very funny bit i like <laughs> you know i
1: really liked there's a montage where they're trying to recruit new great yeah, yeah 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 it, it's fine i mean it like the whole thing doesn't particularly tickle me but the one panel that yeah but like me it's is, long
0: it's like committed enough and yeah. long enough that I, like it kind of wins me over the, by the, the end, panel yeah.
1: that won me is when there's a page flip and doorman is trying to talk <laughs> you just get doorman talking to one of the power Pack kids the littlest one yeah, the, yeah like yeah. six-year-old she's like and he's like even if we get your parents permission <laughs> she's like no thanks <laughs> that that really got me um yeah, and i liked. there's a real commitment i actually liked the final page joke of them deciding not to be the Great Lake Avengers anymore. And then they all realize they're mutants. And he's like, great, we'll be the Great Lake X-Men. And then that, uh, that final splash page of all them in uh, X-Men costumes. That, uh, that was yeah, good. Yeah, to
0: my knowledge, that, that may have actually manifested for like one one shot. <laughs> okay. Um, um. I will say, for those of you who are like, wait, Squirrel Girl's a mutant? Controversial subject. <laughs> Nothing gets the fans subject.
1: riled whether or not someone is a mutant or not.
0: Yeah, yeah, it, truly, truly. Mm-hmm. Um, but just if you're like, it says here, like, just hold your breath, hold your breath for a minute, um, hold your breath until we get to the year 2015, and then we'll talk. Let's about see.
1: It. After Flatman wins a superhero poker tournament, and Marvel Girl demands they drop the X Men game name, the team assumes the name Great Lake Champions. Mm. That's in a thing yeah. issue in 2008.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. which is uh, also dance Slott. I, I would imagine. Um, so anyway, the the, the one. Probably final piece that we have to put a bow on is, like, a lot of casual homophobia. Mm, Sure. Um, Slot tries to... It's the, again, like we say this most issues or episodes, you know, it's just... It's the... Not that there's anything wrong with that era.
2: Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good... It's a really good way of putting (laughs) putting it. Because it's just, like, let me get a little joke in here, right? Like... Yeah, yeah. Someone picking up, you know, like, women's panties in a man's apartment and being like,
0: oh, I don't judge, brother.
1: Like, that kind of...
0: Yeah. right oh totally and then yeah it's, it's or the no homo era i sure. guess yes yeah. maybe the other way um you do have flatman coming out as gay uh uh-huh. uh by the end of this as well as the living laser which i'm not sure it was canon before um obviously not massive swings but like it is i don't know that i was kind of like oh good job dan like you know you're you're moving the needle on something after uh after coming around so i don't know it kind of kind of bounces out i, guess, <laughs> I, guess. I the, think and Mary then yes. that's followed
1: up by wait so i thought mr immortal came out as gay immediately after that too because he
0: was like my new name is no 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 that was he's that just... that's a joke uh, because okay. he's the cosmic death urge is like you're the homo supreme Meaning like mm-hmm. like um Homo Superior yeah like okay. uh, like mutant kind yep. so he says that and then okay. Flatman's like, like uh, you had to one up me that's, thinking that's not a bad buddy. joke
1: He's... that's pretty good actually <laughs> I think. yeah sure, sure yeah I bet that joke's okay
0: yeah um, um so speaking of jokes that are okay we did also read Spider Man Human Torch five issue mini written by Dan Slott I like this one a lot more than than apparently you do. Um, this is this is I mean, saved it's kind by of, the
1: art though. This,
0: the art in this Ty one is Templeton's, very fun. Ty yeah. Tumbleton is is great and he gets better as the series goes. Yeah, because well, he, he gets in the better. first issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very like, oh, this is kind of just a modern style, but you know, it's a flashback set in the sixties. And then as the series progresses you see like, oh no, he's mirroring the art styles of the time now mm-hmm. um in, in ways that convey flashback but also feel modernized. It's a it's a fun five issue way to relive the journey of Peter Parker and Johnny Storm, you know, as a kind of frenemy duo. Um, It's also, I mean, you can tell this is just candy for Dan slot, right? Mm -hmm. Absolute, like adores Peter Parker and Spider-Man comics. And to go back and be like, let me play with this history in all these really specific ways. Um, I think this mini does work again. I think as far as, I think the comedy works better too, because like I said, like he is Spider-Man funny and that fits in a Spider-Man comic, you know? Um, there were kind of prank wars and they're back and forth and all that stuff. Like this is, this is a relationship I like between Peter Parker and Johnny Storm. Um, I don't, I'm not like going to oversell this as the greatest mini of all time. It is kind of a proto Spider-Man life story too, where it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, by the third issue we're, we're post Gwen's death. Whereas we started in the sixties. So it, it, the fact that it doesn't just stay in the coffee bean, you know, 1960s era and it kind of works through the decades. I like that too. Um, what was what was your experience reading this?
1: Oh, it'll be interesting to read Life Story because <clears throat> we read Spider Man Blue, and I had a similar experience where I think Charlotte was talking about it. Where like, yeah, I could read this, or I could just read the comics that it's recreating, and those are yeah. better. I kind of had this. I was like, this is just it's it's a little too like slavishly devoted to slav. I keep saying this slavish, slavishly. I keep thinking it's. Sl- I mean,
0: slavishly. I guess sounds like you're not trying to say slave. Yeah but which I feel like is the right impulse. Well I okay.
2: Slavishly.
1: Okay. It's slavishly. Uh. Was that was that Rose or was that your computer uh, telling you how to read <laughs> yeah, it? Rose sits here and I prod her and she gives me the correct. I could use that because my
0: pronunciations are terrible. You no, know. it was just Google. Um I saw a joke uh just recently. I think it yeah. was um by this author i'm reading of a, a graphic novel called boys weekend which is which is pretty interesting um but the joke was you should get a little card that you can hold up anytime you're about to pronounce a word that you've only ever read but mm-hmm. never spoken aloud <laughs> so do you have any notable fun of you? Do
1: you have any notable examples of words that you said a really
0: long time you were saying the wrong way um, calling Hellions Helions. Mm-hmm. I think I've heard you do been that. Yep. Held against me for a, a good long time. Uh-huh. It's the word uh, hell. Are, it's hell. It's
1: right there.
0: <laughs> people are furious about that one. Okay. Um, I had one commenter on YouTube just losing his mind <laughs> that I always said Frank quietly yeah. instead of Frank quietly. Yep, because it's clear. Okay, well, you know, a
1: names. A like, I I definitely get tons name, of names. Get for a big sure. pass uh, on there names,
0: are though. Tons of words as well. Um, Halcyla, Mine was oh, ha- I called Halicon. Okay,
1: Halicon. <laughs> Halicon's very
0: funny. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> Halicon's really good.
1: I I said um, macabre as macabre a bunch. Uh, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. That one that one was like 18, understandable.
0: Er, it's a weird flipping language. Weird word, yeah.
1: Um, okay, what was I saying? Uh, he's very slavishly devoted to these original comics, and oftentimes I was like, hmm, you gonna you gonna put any jokes in here, Dan? Like are you just retelling uh, like it's so Yeah, it's it's a little too like just referential. And then like a lot of the jokes are like, Haha, isn't that thing from the sixties funny? But like he's not telling a joke about it, he's just like Paste Pop Pete. Isn't that funny? And it's like,
2: damn, That's the joke. I do right. that
1: on my podcast and I don't add any commentary to it. And it's lazy when I do it. And I'm not writing a comic. So, like, you're not allowed to do it. Uh, maybe maybe I just bucked against this comic because I just saw myself in it. But, <laughs> um, yeah. It's like holding up a mirror. Yeah, um, I, a no,
0: mirror. I appreciate this more than that. I think, you know, because those, those stories don't focus specifically on... On the relationship between Spider-Man and the Human Torch, you know, quite to this degree, mm-hmm. I do think it does actually get to do things a little differently. Um, I think it's a little better than Spider-Man Blue in that regard, which is definitely like, yeah, I could just, I could just read these better. Yeah, I, I, don't, I stories. don't disagree. There's, yeah. it also, oh, you know what? Something I hated about this comic is the
1: lettering. I don't know if I've ever called out, just well, I have called out, I'm sure, bad lettering. I think the lettering is like it's going for this old style of lettering, but it actually made it hard for me to read. Mm. um Mm. who did the letters here dan lampierre or dave lampierre you're called out dave um yeah anyway that that's a small thing but it actually it it did add a lot like a layer of cruft between (laughs) my eyes and my brain um
0: that's interesting i actually didn't have that here my my biggest lettering pet peeve is always handwritten cursive cursive yeah which which i know is a you know kind of a a debate (laughs) in lettering communities as to the value of that but that's the one where i'm like Okay, like this is gonna take me seven. I'm reading. I'm reading all these, all these Batman comics
1: it? right now, and they love to do that for. Um, I think for Batman himself, right? Because they have the thing where everybody, all the internal monologues, get the different color and the different yeah, yeah. type. Uh, and I think Batman, or maybe in his Bruce Wayne voice, gets that. Yeah. Anyway, it's not
0: always <laughs> a bad thing. Like I just read issues yeah. of Al Ewing's X-Men. It just where depends on if the pages paragraphs are. Um, it's like a cursive. It's like a history. Of cursive. of the red planet, oh. and uh, it's like you know, it's but it's incursive, and it's it, but it's actually it's worth reading. So it's it's really not a problem. I mm-hmm. mean, there's ways to do it. Yeah, um, yeah not a, not a heck of a <clears throat> lot more. There, there's stuff to that say like about
1: this. There's, there's stuff I like. I like the scene um, where they meet at the Statue of Liberty, and Peter reveals his identity, uh, and I like the. You know, Johnny Storm being like, I've always been jealous of that Peter kid. Like, (laughs) he's always had such great luck with the ladies. Um, That's like a cute moment of them finding out that, you know, Johnny Storm hated Spider-Man
0: but liked Peter Parker. Yeah, it is interesting to just kind of develop a relationship with Pete before he knows he's Um, Spider-Man. There was a bit in the first or second issue where Johnny Storm goes to Peter Parker to ask him to do photography for him. Mm -hmm. Because he knows he's the one who's been taking pictures of Spider-Man. And he goes to their house and, and Peter's like, Oh, you we've met before and Johnny's like, Oh really? I don't remember. Yeah. And then he lists like the four times in sixties yeah. continuity where they would have interacted because which famously in like I think it's Amazing Spider-Man number three, you know, Johnny Storman performs at their assembly or whatever. And mm-hmm. It's kind of a yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's a big moment for Pete. But then there's a bunch of other ones. I that was the kind of continuity baseball that I actually really enjoy. Where slots like you know this it, it is comical how many times they've actually run into each other you know in flipping New York <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know like yeah that that worked people there
1: that kind of callback stuff worked fine it was it was really the stuff where it was like the spider car stuff the paste pot Pete stuff
0: like that stuff makes me oh, roll the spider mobile stuff I think is pretty fun yeah. because it is a goofy thing yeah but then I then mean that he's isn't just, that I he find that inherently kind of... silly so if you want to play into that mm. later yeah I don't I'm not like taking that Uber seriously. <laughs> you know
2: that's i don't think um, that's ever going that ever gonna
1: tickle me the kind of like isn't this thing from the past like silly and ill-advised let me just kind of point at it uh but i also i did a scene i really liked here is the um dr doom traps johnny storm and i like i really yeah. liked peter parker um like or spider-man uh pledging his total allegiance to Dr. Doom <laughs> and Dr. Doom being like, all right, show me with your actions. And then he's like, I'm going to smash Johnny Storm on the ground and then just scooping him up and flying away with him. That's a, that's a good scene. That th- Scenes like that, there were a few scenes where I was like, okay, like maybe in the context of him actually like building something, you know, like a long-term Spider-Man run, I could see this working and I'm, uh, you know, it didn't like kill my interest in him, him doing a, spider-man run so it should what does that I start? mean it should if a, you're that's, that's like
0: 2007 i mean if you're um if you're if you have a similar thing of like well i know dan slott writes spider-man forever and i didn't love this series or something like don't worry about it like it's it's gonna have a, a different flavor yeah, once he gets I'm on sure. the official book yeah. um you know this is a flashback mini series there's a there are certain limitations certainly oh yeah. yeah to what you can do And and again too it is the sort of exercise that is going to be a lot more continuity reference heavy which you know for people in the club who've been reading through the decades like that might connect more heavily if you've read those semi-recently than Mm -hmm. it would for for others um so yeah i like that i do like this mini um but again it's you know it's superfluous like you said like it wasn't on the original list of essential reads um it's hard to call it essential
1: all right well that's gonna do it for my marvelous year this week, just talking about Dan. <laughs> just
0: you got nothing to say about Fantastic Four. I I kinda, you got nothing to say
1: about Gallon. I kind of don't, and that's why I'm, i I want to skip it because yeah, yeah. I I don't have strong opinions about this in any way. So,
0: you know what we should say though. Yeah. So like we yeah. you know we buried the lead here. Um, okay, this year, 2005. What mm-hmm. are we gonna get to? Okay, what is the big stuff that's coming? Mm-hmm. Kind of in the back end of the year, Ed Brubaker and Steve Epting starting the Winter Soldier saga mm-hmm. in Captain mm-hmm. America. Iron Man Extremis, Mm -hmm. very, very influential storyline, New Avengers, Mm -hmm. Young Avengers, Mm -hmm. House of M, you may have heard of it, The End of Bendis and Malieve on Daredevil, and... uh, Oh, you're
1: putting that Reginald Hudlin Black Panther run in here? Interesting. Yeah, why are you... I I read a few issues of it last night because I was i was just reading comics and i was like what the what the heck's going on with black panther these days (laughs) like is priest still on this and i was like oh no it restarts with the new number one maybe i'd like sneak one in my dean's list for (laughs) 2004 which we haven't recorded yet um and then i decided not to because i kind of think it's (laughs) it's a little lame but like i but i kind of was bummed out that it wasn't on the list because that um the art alone kind of makes
0: it worth reading so a new era of Black yeah. Panther, no, it's 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 definitely worth reading. I yeah. think, um, it's, yeah, no, it's, it's 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 interesting. Be uh, with the Daredevil issues. Yeah,
1: okay. Oh well, I'm glad. More Runaways. That's a
0: pretty. Um, that's actually become like a a very referenced Black Panther story. I think the the name it's gotten is like Who is the Black Panther or something like that. Hmm. Um, there was an animated movie of it. Uh, it's it's gotten more attention than you'd think for the start of a run that maybe I don't know. Like now is. The Hudlin run probably gets less play than Priest in, in Critical Conversation. But then again, Hudlin run actually probably has bigger stuff that like kind of influences it. Written by now. the
1: director of the <laughs> notoriously <clears throat> terrible uh, Tim Meadows 2000s Ladies' Man SNL movie. <laughs> same same Original guy. Reginald
0: directed that? Mm-hmm. Isn't that funny? Wow. Yeah, he's
1: directed a bunch of stuff, but that's probably...
0: Yeah, I knew he had to, like Hollywood ties, but mm-hmm. I would I would not have guessed that. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. All well, right, speaking like... of ladies men, mhm, we have to talk about Galen. We have to talk <laughs> about Johnny Storm becoming the Herald of Galactus. Uh, so this is Fantastic 4 522. Let's just call it 524. This is the end of Mark Wade and Mike Rowingo. We're Ringo on Fantastic 4. Uh, my main question going into this Zach, is I guess I would kind of I feel like by the end of this where it's like, yeah, it's kind of time Mm -hmm. for a change Mm -hmm. they've done 25 plus issues about 25 um done some really good stuff I don't think it's at definitely over the past year has not been as strong as the start Mm -mm. I, I think there's a tendency in comics fandom and this continues and and will continue to if a creator if a creative team has done good work at the start they want them to be on the book for like 75 years Uh huh. yeah and it's like just the practicality of that the the fact that these are human beings who might want to do other things <laughs> with their opportunities, but then also that sense of like, well, you know, they probably put a lot of their best ideas into the first year of work. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure, yeah.
1: Like, like you, it is. You show up with everything you've been, you know, thinking your whole life, like about Fantastic Four. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's the first album problem, right? And then it's like, every, I mean, how many runs? There are runs that do this. Like Immortal Hulk, I would say, gets better as it goes. Um, there are certainly the the iconic ones build on themselves, and and actually get better, but that is rare. That is super rare. Um, and I don't think Fantastic Four gets better as it goes. I, I think by the end of it, it's kind of like, yeah, we're winding down. Well,
1: That's it fine. also I think it has the feel of a run that didn't have like, you know, this is not necessarily like the Kids of Death, but it feels like it didn't have a big like five year plan or four year plan, however it went. Yeah. So like the stuff that happened at the beginning that we you know I think all really like responded to with the big swings of everyone being sent to hell and the kids being traumatized by hell and Dr. Doom and stuff like that all got kind of resolved and it's done and it doesn't play into the end here right it doesn't feel like right <clears throat> that was set up for the whole run um
0: it's not a circle right it's like not a, this arc at the I'm end I'm going to set this yeah. up at the beginning yeah, yeah. and come back to it at the end it's not that kind of arc Mm-mm.
1: no so like for me, at least, sometimes I can feel a little like, okay, I'm just reading, like, miniseries, 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 if they're not, like... If it doesn't feel like it's building to, at least, in the background, some kind of larger conclusion or something, I guess? I'm thinking about, like, Ben Grimm in Heaven, and I'm like, well, that doesn't really tie into anything here, right? Like, yeah, or, uh, them taking like, over that very I mean, I guess, Latveria, big picture, or... you
0: did the Hell story, now you got a Heaven story,
1: mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess so. I guess that's a good point. Um... Anyway, this is fine. I liked the uh, the stuff I liked here. Um, Johnny Storm as the Herald of Galactus was fun to see him as the Herald dashing around planet to planet and trying to like find a planet that Galactus can Galactus can eat that is not inhabited by uh, sentient life. Like I liked all the conversations he was having. I did not like <laughs> all the like witty one-liners that he was spitting at galactus i think that didn't really work for me that felt like undercutting the uh the drama to have him being like i don't know like what must your poops look like your poops must be huge like <laughs> that, that whatever kind of stuff he was saying to galactus i don't know that, that stuff doesn't land for me but um, it's a bit
0: uh it's a bit kevin smith
1: yeah i guess I, that wasn't exactly what he was doing he was just asking about a toilet but um yeah just the, the you wondered of that you wondered
0: as we all have
1: yeah we've all so what wondered galactus's what boobs look like. galactus's <laughs> <laughs> look like
0: yeah so like that
1: was fine i liked that stuff i didn't really respond much to the um so galactus gets his cosmic power stripped and he becomes a human man um kind of dave busing looking guy <laughs> um, <laughs> very schlubby middle-aged uh, a lot of hair loss there, there was a good moment. There was some specific shot of him, and this, this is actually rude. Where I was like, that kind of looks like Dave. <laughs> 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 I mean, like, not really. And then you know, it's it's not, it's not really. But uh, little,
2: I'm
0: not, little I'm little. not especially bothered by that. I mean, so okay. the thing that okay, that good. Wade taps into and leans into is, uh, you know, the, the history of Galactus, right? It's like, how did he become Galactus? Mm-hmm. And the story is that he was actually very similar to, you know, the Reed Richards in the Fantastic Four, right? He was an explorer at the end of the previous universe that became ours, essentially, and that he is the lone survivor of the previous universe. That, like, basically he lived through the end of one, and universe is maybe the wrong term. Maybe there's a better cosmic science term here. Zachary exactly the scientist, you would know. Um, it's probably but he, he survived the star end swirl. of he survived the end of that Star Swirl and then lived through the Big Bang and was reborn as Galactus, the mm-hmm. devourer of worlds. Um, so then Wade attempts, when he loses his cosmic powers, to sort of explore the human beginnings or human-ish, humanoid beginnings of Galen and, 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 you know, uses it all as a platform to talk about, like, you know, do we need this cosmic force of nature? You know, what role does he serve? Things that creators have played with before. Um, Secret Wars, John Byrne, Fantastic Four, et cetera as far as, like, you know, do we need to restore Galactus? Does he serve a necessary function in the universe, et cetera, et cetera? It's okay. Uh, it's, it plays with, you know, kind of that... Um, what's the Robin Williams, Mork and Mindy? Is that it? Mm-hmm. You know, this this alien I knew, I knew. who doesn't understand human conventions. So that's probably the most co- uh, current reference <laughs> that,
2: that I could make, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, and I, I mean, I think the... Uh... God, what's the name of I, – I think – I mean, <laughs> I was thinking K-Pax the whole time, you know? Remember Kevin K-Pax. Spacey eating that banana? Yeah. Uh, now that was comedy. <laughs> yeah, right. No, if we
0: want to talk – we should just talk comedy. But I think we can, mm-hmm. we can tell people what's really funny. Yep. Um, Galactus tried to eat a uh, pool ball.
1: Yep, yep, yep. Okay, so... Which
0: actually, like, Galactus just wanting to eat everything, I like that. (laughs) Yeah, him being, like, just a hungry (laughs) boy. Yeah, that's okay.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I don't actually have any, like, big issues with this, what's on the page here. I think it just feels a little lightweight, and I think it is somewhat a lack of stakes, which Wade has shown he can do here. I think, like, he cranks the pressure in that first Doctor Doom run, or arc, I think he does it during the, um, the Takeover of Latveria, I think, like... You feel like there's some stakes and there's some pressure brewing. I I never felt any stakes here, right? I know I never, like, worried about... You could like some steaks. Gallon. Yeah. Gosh, Ooh, Gallon goes yeah. for stakes. I, I think
0: beef. <laughs> the more we get to know Galactus, mm-hmm. the harder yeah. it becomes to have him feel like a threat. And that's intentional, right? That's what Wade is trying to do, is to sort of humanize this cosmic entity. I think the problem with that is I actually just like... The more mysterious, Well, we already have the Silver Surfer. Version.
1: They even call it out that, like, yeah, the Silver Surfer went through a similar personal arc when he landed on Earth. He felt the same way about humans, and then, you know, mm-hmm. he was convinced. And then let's do the same—like, they even say, let's do the same thing, so let's introduce him to Alicia. Because <laughs> she, like, won the Silver Surfer's heart. And then yeah. he's just rude yeah. to Alicia. But, yeah, like— and he th-
0: pooped out pool yeah. balls for days. Yeah. <laughs> I mean for days. Yeah. <laughs> okay. He did not leave that restroom. You know what could've worked um,
1: here? And I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah, write yeah. to Mark Wade and suggest that he write he rewrite this arc. Um and we'll see if yeah, it works. Yeah, I think
0: they include uh you know, it's somewhere you can write letters in most of these issues. So mm-hmm. so what were you gonna write him? Uh Reed becoming Galactus. I think that's kinda of the natural follow up to the like the parallel of
1: that. You know, like the cosmic power gets stripped from Galactus yeah. and Reed gets sucked into that role and using his kind of like cold logic and his you know like this is just the way things are in the universe um I'd like playing with that i think that could have been fun he
0: definitely makes a more interesting herald or galactus than johnny um although i did you know like you said i did appreciate sort of johnny just going planet by because planet. there's always that thing of silver surfer and stuff where people are like oh just find uninhabited planets that galactus can eat and i like how wade's like Scientifically, that, that is extremely implausible. Well, it's that like that they need be, to be... You know, this life-bearing planet, yeah, it needs but life with but no life. Sentient life, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah which, yeah. I, you know, I like that idea mm-hmm. where it's like, yeah, like Silver Service is not just awful at his job. <laughs> like, it's extremely <laughs> difficult. Yeah. You know, yeah. that that's good. I, I think that's important. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I've said this before, I think, or, or we talked about it, maybe walked up to it. If Mike Waringo had become sort of the Bruce Tim of like a Marvel animation style, you know, and just like a visual look and feel, I would have felt great about that. I, I just feel like this was, if Marvel had had sort of the Justice League, Justice League Unlimited success of the 2000s, mm-hmm. you know, like an Avengers franchise during that time that was successful, I feel like it should have been with style. Like, mm-hmm. it's so good. It's so clean. Um, it just looks and feels to me like pitch perfect, like 8 to 12 cartooning. I would say, and that sounds insulting, but I mean that like in the most, like those are the cartoons that shaped my life as a comics fan, you know, like there's, there's nothing wrong with that. We also get Um, some,
1: is it Paco Medina? Medina? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Who, it's a very similar style except just hornier. (laughs) It's really strange. It's like, it's kind of. This
0: does get a little horny for Sue by the end. Yeah. I feel like every Fantastic Four artist, like by the end of a run is like. I gotta gotta find uh, an outlet for this somewhere Mm -hmm. I'm so horny for Sue
1: There's definitely some like And that's like sometimes like the only way I could tell the difference was I was like oh this is Paco Because like look how Sue Storm's butt's being drawn here In this scene for no reason
0: There was a there's a moment It might be in the last issue Where they're having like a heart to heart with Ben Mm Mm-hmm And Sue says something like, "You know, how could you think that about Reed?" Except the panel is just a real big close up of her butt, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's like, it's like, what, why, like, what, why is this the visual angle Uh that conveys this heart to heart like moment? Like, it's just, it's bizarre thinking.
1: Yeah, you get like the artists just kind of wanting to do it because I mean, you know, maybe it's just bad art and they just don't know how to draw a woman besides the only way they learned, which is like sexualizing. Uh I
0: don't I don't think this this run is especially guilty no, of that like let's be No clear.
1: no I don't think so either but it is like notable when that happens because it does feel really out of place with the uh the tone of the rest of the book.
0: And I and I want to be clear I love butt panels. Like I collect yeah. them. Mm-hmm. I my all my walls are just wall to wall uh cut out butt panels. <laughs> um speaking of <laughs> But in the middle of a conversation identity it's, it's a weird crisis
1: where <laughs> I always think I always think of identity <laughs> crisis where yeah. Uh, Wonder Woman goes to interrogate, like, a prisoner or something, and it's the only time you see Wonder Woman in all of Identity Crisis, and I think you just get a, a shot of her, like, it's just between the top of her thighs and the, yeah. uh, like, bottom of her torso, so it's just her crotch up close, and then, like, you hear about her in the abstract, and it's supposed to just be, you know, like, this cool moment of, like, you only see the silhouette of Batman and just the his mere presence, but it's, like, it's just her crotch <laughs> and it's it kind of undercuts the character uh speaking of identity crisis again the great Lakes avengers actually like makes a little joke about it which um i thought was kind of no, that wasn't funny but it did Slot make, is definitely did make me go into, i know that
0: yeah no there's definitely some quite a few jokes actually that are very specific to being a comics fan a little bit online in 2005 mm, mm-hmm, you know sure um because there's a, there's some jokes about like theories at the time that hawkeye didn't actually die that he was secretly in the thunderbolts hiding like he makes jokes about like that stuff that if you're reading it in now it's kind of like i guess maybe that was a theory like mm-hmm. <laughs> you know or something like it doesn't it definitely does it's very uh, of the moment um which yeah, i think is reflective of, that, of the
1: work i mean well. the identity crisis had just happened so you know we, we don't often get this kind of like referencing comics that are going on at the moment it, it was the uh, the joke about when monkey joe died that uh, made a joke about finding little footprints on his brain which is a yes. crazy thing um yes you know what i was thinking i forgot about this i'm going back to great lake avengers because i'm still fuming
0: <laughs> um were you fuming about this no this no comic? i wasn't really but okay. you
1: know what i was thinking reading this i was just like man ecstatics is right there right like this, this all, oh sure he kept kind yeah. of doing the like and every issue one of them will die and i was like yeah, but ecstatics exists, man. Like, what do that's you
0: f- it, that's actually a great, that's an important call-out because it is like, it's like, well, what would a better version of this look like? <laughs> like, well, we have it. <laughs> he even has the, like, right kind
1: of fumbling heroes who just want fame. Like, it, it really is just right there. Uh, yeah. Yeah and if you're totally. yeah it's, it's it's kind of a, like I said, it's a strange angle to like lean into, especially the like one of them die like dinosaur dies, and it's not even a joke, I'm kind of just like bummed <laughs> when dinosaur I know gets killed, I'm I like know. I kind of like Dinah like she's uh she seems cool
0: yeah, that actually yeah like it didn't it didn't have the feel of the first ecstatics, definitely, where it's mm-hmm. like, ooh, anybody can go, it was kind of like, oh, she seems sweet, <laughs> like, yeah it kind of sucks, yep. um speaking of kind of sucks mm hmm the end of this Fantastic Four run does highlight, it's pretty hard to do good Fantastic Four runs. <laughs> like yeah. like Wade and Waringo prove a difficult act to follow, and FF is going to be a little rocky for a while.
1: It's so, um, I mean, you know I think we were just talking about the Fantastic Four coming into the MCU. And I was just like, do they have a fan base? And, you know, it's just like, are there comics that people love for the Fantastic
0: Four? Uh, there's a few, but... Yes. They, they yes. often feel few
1: and far between, you know.
0: Like, and well, the, the biggest yeah. problem is the most regularly referenced beloved runs. One is from a trillion years ago, mm-hmm. right? Lee and Kirby. Yep. And then all the and,
1: rest reference that one <laughs> and are just. Well, no.
0: The second is the Hickman era of Fantastic Four, which is I don't, it's kind of just like there's this thing the MCU is doing right now where. Or, or at least news cycles and kind of conversation where it's like every new announcement that gets people excited is adapting a different part of something Jonathan Hickman wrote in mm-hmm. Marvel. Sure. And I'm not excited by that anymore because it's like, well, if you're just going to only do that, <laughs> like, that's not interesting to me. That's not creative. That's not inventive. And I have the good comics to read. So why do I need... All right, all right. Get off your soapbox, old man. You're right. We don't- You're right. That's not the point. That's not <laughs> the point. Uh, okay. Yeah. But no, those those are the two runs that definitely get talked about the most. I would say for my money, at this stage where we're at in the club, I'd go Lee Kirby, Burn, mm-hmm. and then this.
1: Yeah. That's same. Same here. Oh, yeah. here's another thing. I'm... <laughs> drag drag, pulling up my soapbox again super er, (laughs) superman good soapbox effects i immediately uh, call out a dc superhero because i'm so flustered spider-man human torch man slot he it's very strange uh it it sounds like i'm so much more mad at these than i am but
0: you're very flustered right now i've never seen you this angry my face is getting red i'm getting stomped david there's one thing i'm passionate
1: about it's defending women Okay? And I need to defend...
0: I do know that about you.
1: ...women from this. Uh, He... God, I mean, he had that whole little speech before the bulimia thing about, you know, like, the characters talking in comic about the way that women are treated in comics and, you know, either just, like, weak or sexual assault played for laughs, taken really lightly. It's like kind of saying stuff weird. Speaking of identity
0: crisis shots.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I'm sure that that was it. Um, And then the... He just has this one weird consistent thing. We talked about it in the She-Hulk thing. But, like, She-Hulk again shows up here, and it's just, like, him not letting She-Hulk be sexual without it being a shame thing. And he does the same thing here. She-Hulk shows up in a Halloween costume, like a maid's costume. uh, And Johnny Storm immediately starts kind of, like, crossing the line, hitting on her. And she's like, oh, Johnny, I have to go. Ever since I got this new body, I'm not used to how it makes men react. And this was my mistake. And she, like, runs out all bummed because she, like, forgot how she would... Ca- and, like, it's all framed about how she caused Johnny Storm to, like, in Christian terms, they would call this be a stumbling block for Johnny Storm. Oh. Uh, it's the same thing that, like, <laughs> I would hear, you know, at my Christian high school, them tell the uh, the uh girls to, like, dress appropriately because you don't want to, you know, lead the boys astray. Um Yeah. And then, like, in Johnny Storm is, like, then being like, ah, why can't I ever, you know hit it out of the park with ladies i have got such bad luck and it's like kind of framed it's just weird it's like framed as like her mistake that she led him on by dressing too sexy um yeah i don't love it dan okay all right soapbox away i'm done these comics were fine (laughs) they were okay (laughs) ty templeton ty templeton's really no that was a good
0: that was a good use of the soapbox i listen i have i have no desire to kick that box out from under you and uh and take you down a peg i think you're spot on uh, Ty um, Templeton is really good.
2: Yeah, oh, yeah. He's,
1: I mean, he's I, Is he going to really be around great. a lot? I, I hope so. Um, uh,
0: it's a name I know. Oh, damn.
1: I tell Dave, exactly I just why. found out something pretty bad about Ty Templeton. Uh-oh. Canadian. <laughs> 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 I hope that doesn't change things for you. <laughs> uh,
2: uh,
0: well, okay. So, you know what? Listen.
1: <sighs> <laughs> On Rio, <real sighs> hashtag, <not all,
0: laughs> hashtag not all Canadians.
1: Right? Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say, you know, the more I think about it, the more this just didn't really actually do that much for me.
0: I don't think I have a problem with Alpha Flight because they're from Canada, you know? I, I think you yeah. could put them anywhere uh-huh. in the world, yeah. and it would still be one of the least interesting comics of all time. <laughs> <laughs> it's a testament it's so to my belief that that franchise is dull. All right. It's fair. That Very does it, I think, for 2005, part one. Part two, the origins of X-23, a.k.a. Laura Kinney, the end of wolverine enemy of the state and the second arc of astonishing x-men by joss whedon and john cassidy zach did you guys cover the end of enemy of the state um, no
1: and i didn't know it was on the list so i just read it for kicks uh and now that's what i'm, that's I'm, that's what I'm ahead in my reading so now you're just ahead yeah oh okay. uh, yeah okay. dave i'm so happy because that i think I, I actually avoided spoiling it but that has some moments in it that had me like just making a uh, you know I don't know, as the uh, the kids would say, the kids would say five years ago, uh, "pog face" uh, during the the Wolverine run. So. Pog faced. Oh boy, Dave, that's you got to like, get on like nerdy twitched. excitement. Is that what it's? That it's is? the kind of like like open your mouth wide and then kind of like curl your lips out because you're like oh, kind of <laughs> oh, you know that face. Oh! that's
0: honestly how I think of you reading most comics like that is the image like no. when they, when uh, they asked the, me to do my zach impression <laughs> it was definitely that no the way
1: i read most comics is uh standing arms crossed foot tapping <laughs> uh, impatiently <laughs> like you're at skull. an arcade
0: fire concert <laughs> like, <laughs> no no like, no like
1: like a real like impatient foot tapping not like a rhythm. Yeah, yeah 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 you're like i, I need Wait, to get am not if i'm at arcade like, fire i'm you know mad, my booty's shaking you really great still hair. i mean win <laughs>
0: butler like did a lot of bad things yeah <laughs> You oh, should not okay. be shaking your booty to that. <laughs> yeah. That, that's uh, how I feel.
1: Yeah, that's true. I have not listened to <laughs> post-reflector
2: era Arcade <laughs> Fire,
1: I guess. Uh, yeah, Ty Templeton been, uh... did a Miracle Man comic last year. He wrote and drew it. What? So he's still doing stuff, yeah.
0: Oh, that must have been the one shot they did before yeah, Game and in Buckingham. I think so. Hey, have you read the Game and in Buckingham stuff yet? The mm-hmm. Silver Age?
1: Nope, I haven't done anything past that. That's going to wrap up
0: in like a month or two. You should... Uh i
1: be curious what you think. Yeah, maybe I'll we'll jump in. Oh, speaking of which, uh, Extra Issues, that's the spin-off podcast. It's a comic book reading club that's outside of superheroes, except for our first series, which was about superhero subversions. And we did read the Alan Moore Miracle Man. I think that episode is out in public now. And Dave, you were on that episode. It's a really fun episode to uh, to talk to you. Uh, <laughs> episode Thank to you. talk to you about. I guess we didn't talk yeah. to you about the episode.
0: We should we should do an extra issues after cast where we review the the actual commentary Mm -hmm. that was provided um that said it was a great opportunity to reread miracle man i really got to dive into how miracle man is the center of comic book history (laughs) which is fascinating (laughs) and uh it was it was a blast i enjoyed that i think that's probably of the two extra issues i've recorded now tough to rank
1: Tough to rank. Oh, I'd put. I mean, I like the eight ball episode, but I think that Miracle Man one. I think Miracle Man's very, is better. Yeah. yeah, I mean that comic just has so much to sink your teeth into. Um, anyway, yeah. yeah, we've got six months early access to extra issues on our Patreon, but uh, it's also out on the public feed, and yeah, the Miracle Man episode is out now.
0: Indeed, indeed. Yeah, that, that
1: can if be find it, my Dave.
0: Stuff at comicbookherald.com Uh, go to the website and subscribe to my newsletter. But mm-hmm. now, a new thing every week. Zach, I got it edit this one this week's are already scheduled mm-hmm. it's gonna go out on friday the 18th mm-hmm. and i made some claims about tom brevoort that i have learned this morning were patently false <laughs> <laughs> okay
1: <laughs> i didn't know you were doing uh, investigative journalism yeah oh, yeah okay. I, I
0: did a little research on this one and there's a big thing i got real wrong so wow. i need to update okay. that right because now. he's taken over x-men right He's taking over X-Men. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of people make a lot of assumptions, and I was like, all right, let's actually do well, the I research can't, here. Can't See wait what this to looks read. like.
1: I don't know anything about this man. Never.
0: Yeah, I don't know anything about him. That's so. the thing about editors at Marvel what? is if they're doing a good job, you never talk about them. <laughs> sure. And you, you <laughs> never know. think about them yeah. until... the People don't talk about editors until things are going wrong,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, generally, which is unfair. They should get credit when things are going well. <laughs> well, it's, right? it's too bad. It's like shooter, great editor, I think, but then mm. bad writer. Mm. Has has interesting moments as oh well great great creator. I don't know if I would say he's just a great straight up editor.
1: hmm, I don't know. I uh, he he did he helmed a
0: really good era. No, no, but you're talking about editor in chief. I'm talking, you know, did he edit Born Again? Was he the editor on that book? Right, he gets credit for that as editor in chief. Yeah, I meant editor in
1: chief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess I don't the distinguishing the the difference between editor in chief and then editor of like because Marvel then splits up their offices by yeah you know, like, superhero camps, I'm guessing. Is there a Spider-Man right. editor and an yeah. X-Men and an Avengers editor? All those different little pockets. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess it is a little bit probably more of a creative than a, you know, like, hiring. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, we should talk about that sometime because I'd be curious to, like, get into the weeds on that. Well, uh, you uh, probably we a very cover
0: coming up <sighs> yeah. probably someday. Could yeah, be a good time. Talk about. Could be a good time. You can support My this Year over at patreon.com slash year. Music for the show is by Disasterpiece. I'm Dave. Find my stuff at Comic Book Herald. That's Zach. Find him in the My Marvelous Year Slack, yep. which you can join over at patreon.com slash year. Charlotte will be back with us next time. Hopefully we missed her tremendously. Mm-hmm. And um, Now, do you know what cool things is young Zoomer Charlotte doing that she couldn't join us? Should we guess? My guess is birthday party with a bouncy castle very cool bouncy castle theme okay yep
1: And we both went the same place um yeah she was i mean to be fair to charlotte she's one of the oldest zoomers i know uh energy wise <laughs> so it probably is that she's like at a bookstore with her parents or something. yeah yeah. okay um yeah yeah, yeah. sorry charlotte. thanks
0: for listening we'll see you next year see you
1: next year